0: I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the high In Season 5. Of the Conner and Smith, Smith Show. Okay, so, um... Today we are talking with Danielle Hutmer.
1: Yay, Danielle!
0: Yes, uh, she has made quite a career for herself a in splash in uh, film and TV, and we're going to hear all about that. Catch up with her and hear all about uh, her and Dustin and their daughter Lorelai. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. hello
2: hi
0: hi
2: oh my gosh (laughs) how are you i'm good how are you this is so exciting
0: yeah i'm sitting here with my husband and co-host matt connor hey 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 hey. (laughs)
2: hi matt
0: and our producer Ryan Howbrook.
2: What's up there, Ryan? Hi guys, I'm so excited. Hey, um Dustin was supposed to join but then he had to hop on to like work stuff, you know, he's like a business professional. So, um he can't make it. He was really upset.
1: I totally understand. So it just has to be like a, another Dustin show
2: it has to be another dustin show yes we'll ha- uh, he did this on purpose <laughs> for so he sure do his own show yeah he, that's exactly the purpose yeah that's why yeah, yeah. we scheduled a meeting last yeah. minute yep yeah. <laughs> i'm actually
0: zooming with him right now
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Danielle, how are you? yes it's,
0: it's been a minute
2: oh i mean a minute right
0: <laughs> i can't like uh, over 20 years where are you oh
2: god don't don't even say 20 years. What?
0: Where <laughs> are crazy.
2: you? Uh, we live in Los Angeles, just okay. east of Culver City. So, yeah. So it,
0: it's beautiful and it's freezing here. Y-
2: yes, yes. I was over the cold. I lived in Chicago for quite some time and... When I moved here, I realized what a stress cold is. And then I was like, oh my God, I was dealing with that for so long and now I don't even have to deal with that stress. It was like a whole weight lifted off my shoulder when we moved here.
1: Um. So if you get in your car and you drive, I know that traffic there is horrible. Yes. But if you were to drive right now towards the Hollywood sign where the observatory was, where Adele did her concert, Okay. How far yes. are you away from that observatory?
2: Um, without traffic, that would take about twenty-five minutes. Okay. Just straight, pretty much straight north of me, and just a little east. Um, I mean, with traffic, it can be—it could be. I mean, it could be ridiculous. <laughs> but I—I'm very good at like avoiding highways and like zipping through side my navigation side side streets. I'm very good at it, and I don't. I, I enjoy doing that, like manipulating the, the system, I guess. I gaming, don't know. <laughs> gaming the
1: system. She's got three ponies tied up out back and she just hops on those horses.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Cuts through backyard.
2: Hi. Hi. Um, but it takes me, beach-wise, it takes me probably probably 20 minutes to get to the beach, too. So I'm pretty very, I'm very central. 20 minutes to the LAX also. I'm very, very central. It's great. If you're going
0: to go to the beach, what beach would you go to?
2: I prefer um, Playa del Rey because it's very quiet, Um, and it's usually empty unless they're having like some big tournament for beach volleyball or something, which you never know. I never know if that's going to happen. But for the most part, that's where we would go. Um, We used to live in Santa Monica, and obviously we, we... we used to be able to walk to the beach, which was amazing, but we got pushed out of that market because we were renters and we didn't want to get trapped. Is so a... when we wanted to buy, we had to leave Santa Monica because it's, it, it's absurd. I mean, it's all absurd, but Santa Monica is just ridiculous. So
0: is uh, the Third Street Promenade still in Santa Monica?
2: Yeah. I, I used to work it's... there. <laughs> oh, you, wait, you did?
0: Yeah, when we yeah. were still in college. So years and years and years ago.
2: Okay. All right, well, right on. Yeah, Dustin. Um, when he when we moved here, he took a um, transfer from Apple in Chicago to Apple on Third Street. So, oh, cool. Yeah, that's where we started our.
1: He works our for time Apple here.
2: He used to a long time ago now. Um, so he was a one of the Genius Bar guys, and then he became a creative. And he like worked his way up in Apple, but then, um, he wanted to do more than be in the retail and he knew if he wanted to do more than the retail sector of it, that he, we would have to move up North to where like Apple campus is. Um, and he wasn't ready for that. So he went to a, like a, a coding school at night and took a, like a four month class and, you know, like, it's easy or something. He got hired by his teacher for a startup. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so he moved from Apple to this startup to be a coder. And now he's like a senior iOS engineer. Like, no big deal or something. Wow. I, I, I see the screen and all I see is numbers, like, in the Matrix or something. And I'm like, I don't even know what, what you're doing.
0: <laughs> I so. used to do morning announcements in high school with Dustin.
2: Oh. Uh, that's so funny. Okay,
1: we're going to save all of this for the Dustin <laughs> show. Gotcha. I have a the lot Dustin of- show. Yes, and we're going we're going to create our own app.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what he does. He oh like my- he it's 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 fascinating and completely I am not a tech person. We're so. going to create
1: the first creativity interactive app for creatives. Is Love it the it. first? Is it the I first? don't know. I don't know. Um <laughs> So what year, let's, let's take you through your journey. Are you, okay. from, are you, are you from
2: California originally? No, I'm from Virginia. So you're I from moved v- all West. So yeah. From Falls Church, Virginia. Wait, Falls Church. What part of Falls Church? That's I know. The- I'm not, I'm like, I'm not far from where, I mean, I never go back there rarely because it's so far, but, um, uh, I mean, right by the high school, that's where I used to walk to high school, uh, by, um. Uh, George Mason High School, which is now called something else, but like, like Tyson's Corner, you yeah. know, like there's. So I was in Falls Church City. And, and um, were you always in the um,
1: artistic headspace as a kid?
2: Um, not knowingly, yes, but I didn't real I didn't realize it until. Probably junior or senior year of high school. Um, Like, okay, so for example, you know, this is going to totally date me, age me, whatever you want to say. But when Little Orphan Annie came out in the movie theaters, I stood up and when she sang Tomorrow, I, I mean, I was like five years old. I stood up for everybody in the theater, in the movie theater, and sang it with her. Oh. Why? So, you know, because that's just what you do. Yeah. And then after that, I insisted that, because I was in first grade, that I needed to perform for all of the kindergartner classes and the Little over Nannies tomorrow as well. So, you know, stuff like that I would do.
0: You were booking <laughs> gigs from the beginning.
2: <laughs> I was making it happen. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, like, I was always creating talent shows like you know in the in the summertime with my friend I would spend my like weeks at a time at my grandparents house with nothing to do um except for play with my neighbor down the way and she lived my grandparents lived in Long Island New York so um we would create talent shows like make tickets like handwritten tickets and sell them to all the neighbors with programs we had tap dancing and gymnastics routine and like jokes and and um like uh lip syncs you know like the works so we we were like a two-person show every summer so um but i didn't really this concept of anything with that wasn't in my mind. I didn't know what that would lead to, you know, it it wasn't encouraged or anything.
0: You have a bigger sister.
2: Yes. And she also went to Shenandoah. Deirdre. Yeah. Deirdre. And so she was, you know, she majored in dance and then she, before her senior year, she went up to Marymount Manhattan and then later on, she got her um, master's at, in marketing uh, it, for marketing for the arts. in do I, um, do I
1: feel like I was friends
2: with at your NYU. sister? she uh, she knows you. I, I I'm sure like she we knows were, you. Yeah, I feel you like guys.
1: There was a little bit of cross I mean, I did a few things with the dance department, but I feel like there, for some reason, because I even said to Steven a couple of days ago, I was like, "Wait." Deirdre. Deirdre. I keep yeah, hearing
2: it. Deirdre is yeah. Where but is she? she? She lives with her husband and my uh, their son, my nephew, um, in in France now. So yeah, they <laughs> they live in France. Um in Bordeaux. This is a new move. They were in Brittany on the coast of France for like a year last year, and before that they were in London for 3 years but because of Brexit they had to get out before they couldn't get out because of Brexit um and then
0: so they had to exit because of Brexit exactly right <laughs> Brexit. so that they
2: could still like you know it, he works out of he's like a consultant i don't even understand what what her husband Harold does but he um is something finance out of like switzerland or something but she was working in New York City as marketing for um, Broadway shows for many years, um, so that was really exciting. And uh, and then she was doing it across the pond, if you will, um, until COVID hit and everything shut down. Right. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. I, go
0: ahead. Uh,
1: so what? So what? I know that you kind of got into a lot of on-camera
0: work. I've seen
1: everything.
2: I was watching Criminal Minds and I was like, oh my God. Oh, that's one of my favorites. That was one of my favorites.
1: (laughs) So I'm assuming that maybe your pivot into a video, I mean, an on-screen thing wasn't, maybe, or maybe it was, you can tell us, uh, wasn't quite as severely, a severe feeling of like, oh my God, I have to figure this out. First of all, um, your husband completely understands all the, what all the little um, keys do on a keyboard and <laughs> so when you all of a sudden had to go into uh, video world, I guess you w- were like, oh yeah I've got I've got
2: this well, I was the driving force of the move to California um, for sure like um, I mean I was doing s- small theaters in Chicago I lived there for eight years in Chicago so um Started out in, like, small theaters and, you know, little black box things. And I quickly found my way into commercials. Um, it's a very commercial-heavy town, Chicago. So that's when I was like, oh, this is what an agent did. Like, we, we didn't learn any business stuff in Shenandoah. I, I think they've changed the curriculum now. But, like, back when we were there, I, did, I left not even really knowing what an agent did. Or what? Right. what it, like I was so kind of naive. Anyway, I got myself an agent through a referral, and suddenly was going out on commercials. And I booked like my first or second one for um, Pert Plus, and then I just <laughs> booked booked my second audition. It was like boom, boom, and then I'm joined in the union, and I didn't even know what the union was. So I was like, oh, I'm in this union thing. I think it's called SAG after, or it wasn't even SAG after at the time. It was just SAG. Anyway, I was very naive. I was, you know, I was like 22, um, but so I'm like steadily, you know, waiting tables and working, auditioning a ton for commercials and and um, and then doing a little black ba- black box theater, straight stuff, like very sometimes kind of off the wall sometimes really playful sometimes just like completely what was that um (laughs) i know uh, like anyway that (coughs) i i digress um and then uh so i booked like probably i did probably like 12 commercials but i was you know it's hard um and i i was struggling for money despite booking, good work, et cetera, and I found myself in a production company. I got a full-time job um, for a production company to be basically work full-time in office for a director who also owned the company, so I was basically the administrative, and I soon became kind of a producer, so I started doing bids, and, like, he was commercial producer director um so i got to learn this whole other side of the business um the finance side all the commercial world and it was great and i was like this is the perfect happy medium i will you know i don't have to deal with you know i was still auditioning but every time we booked a commercial for the production company um I'd be like pining over being in front of the camera. And I was like, this is supposed to be the best, like best of both worlds. And it just wasn't, you know, I just, I was just like, I, I just need to show my take on things. I need to show my art. I need to be in front of the camera. So eventually I, I mean, Dustin and I got married in 2008 and basically I was like, I really want to try Los Angeles. If there's any way we can just try. Um, Because we had, I mean, we'd been together. We broke up for, like, a very Uh short amount of time um, when I first moved to L.A. And then, oh, sorry, not L.A., Chicago. And then he moved to Chicago. We got back together. So we've been together for, you know, for a long time. Um, And so... I hitched him, and then I was like, let's move to L.A. <laughs> and he was like, oh. <laughs> uh. um, but I think he saw, like, well, if if we don't try, it's always going to be this, like, I wonder what if. I, You know what I mean? It would just be this, like, what if? What if I did try? You know what I mean? So we had to take the leap, and he was like, well, if I can get a transfer through Apple, then we can – that's how we can make our way there so 9 months later we moved and um september of 2009 we moved to LA so i was like we just got to we just got to try and i just felt it in my in my bones i guess if you will um and the first 3 months i here i was just like i don't know as harold would put harold um, Herman would say pound the pavement. Um, I just put my head down and just submitted to agents and I, you know, because by then I knew what I was doing and um I had a better firm grasp of the industry. And three months in I booked private practice. That was my very first role, and it was one of my very first auditions. I was actually doing background work for a soap opera, and I got the text as I was like you know, in between takes or not text, um, the email. And they were like, can you be here in two hours? And I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> and I learned the script and got it. And I, they were like, great, thank you. And I went back to my car. By the time I walked back to my car, they were like, can you come back for a producer session? I came back for the producer session. And then I walked back to my car. I started driving home and they had put me on hold for the, pinned me for the show. It was very fast. What's the
1: producer producer session?
2: Okay, so, um, I mean, everything has changed now that it's self-tape, but before, when a casting here in L.A., when a casting director doesn't know your work, they'll call you in for a pre-read just to vet you, basically. Um, And then if they're like, cool great you're good you're on target uh they'll call you back for a producer session and that session could be the same day or the next day um where they'll invite the writer the director writers directors producers some i mean sometimes it's three people i've had a producer session where it was like literally 12 people um and you never know until you walk in and then you'd do it again and you just say thank you and you leave um usually it's the director will give you notes instead of the casting director at that point um and then you wait in here but now it's just all self-tape and it just goes into the ether and you just hope you did a good job (laughs) there is no producer session anymore it your producer session is your tape was sent to producers and you have no idea if that even happened happens now so it's kind of weird
0: I was going to say which would you prefer
2: um there's pros and cons to both um i find i do great in the room just because there's an energy there's a connection you can like i am fueled off of my nerves so i use that as a like i like tap in and like click in and do my thing and i take direction really well too so i I enjoy getting direction and then showing them how well I took it Um, and then saying thank you and leave. Right. And you can just really feel the energy and the vibe of the room. Often I often would know, oh, I got this. Like I would walk out and like text my agent and be like, I nailed it, (laughs) you know. And um, but now. So that was awesome. And uh, I do miss it. The bonus for now is, like, you have as many takes as you want for good or bad. You could nitpick or overdirect or, like, the the magic of your own read can die because you've overtaken too many takes, right, for yourself because you have to get it perfect. But, you know, there's also that sense of, like, I'm good. Let's just do another one and see what else I can find, you know. And um, so sometimes if i'm working with a coach i'll just do three takes and be like i got i got two we're good if i'm working with like a friend as a reader because now everything is just on facetime um if i'm just working with a friend we'll be like let's try it this way and we'll have fun and do a few more takes and then i'll you know i was just doing something right before hopping on here and i probably had like eight or nine takes for both scenes. And then I just go through each one and I'm like, oh, that's, that's the one or these two are great. And then I'll send my agent. He always wants to see three or four because he wants to make sure I'm not directing myself. And he's like, and usually we line up my, my manager my agent and I, we all pretty much line up with the takes that are the best that's shine. So I'm pretty on, on target with what's right. But, um, yeah so there's bonuses you know plus or minuses to both um i don't see it going back to in the room anytime soon so for better or for worse self-tapes are where it's at
0: i was going to say there's probably a lot of time sa- saving for everybody involved there is um and and you know not having to drive in and all of that covid, uh, COVID. yeah for sure <laughs> Um,
2: and casting gets to see, I mean, again, for better or for worse, casting on their end, they get to see so many more people for one role versus scheduling 10-minute slots for each person. You know, they can only see, you know, time is finite, so they can only see how ma- however many they can schedule. So just getting an audition is, is a big deal. I mean, it still is, like... It still is. But, and <laughs> but does that work for
0: you as well? Are you able to submit much to many more things?
2: I, um, I, th- I think my auditions have gone up since self-taping, but I like to think it's because I have a better agent now and because my work is better. So who knows? Um, but yeah, they can see more people. So naturally, I'm going to probably get more auditions from that. But they can they can also get submissions from all over the world now like right. literally so <laughs> they're seeing more people um, yeah like i my i just asked my it's kind of depressing but i just asked my manager for like a year end wrap up from 2021 20, and they submitted to me i was like thinking like how many projects have they submitted me for um tv and film and it was like 1108 things holy shit i was like wait what i was thinking like 300 i out of that i got 43 auditions (laughs) (laughs) which which is really good 43 auditions is really good and you know i booked a few so it's great but like 11 i didn't even know there was enough content on tv to submit 1100 for my type Like, it just kind of blew my mind. So, there's (laughs) anyway, just getting the audition is that's what I take from it. I'm like grateful for the auditions.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. That's that's that makes think of all the self tape hours. There is a lot of content out there. I mean, there's so 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 much. much.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and the content, I guess, now is because A, everyone's got a video camera, B, everyone's got a studio in their house. Everyone's bought everything to get through COVID. I guess now the content is even going to become two, three times as much as it was before because everyone's making digital content.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, Of course. Uh, Like we're talking TV and film versus like, you know, um, like little short films and stuff that people are, you know, guerrilla style doing on their own with no budget. Like, I I don't go out for those anymore, so that's kind of nice. But um yes, in that realm there's just content everywhere. I mean, just all these platforms, there's yeah. content. It's just it's kind of overwhelming. <laughs> but as far as, what I'm talking about is like t- like act, like TV and films that you you know, big bigger productions, I guess.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Danielle, you have been on. I'm looking at your resume right now. <laughs> um, you've been on some very big name shows. I'll just name a few for the listeners, um, including, you know, guest star, large co-star, or co-star on Hawaii Five O, Criminal Minds, Lucifer, Love, Victor, Grownish, uh, CBS Cyber, 911, uh, Lone Star, Private Practice, Veronica Mars, Scandal. I mean, you're working. Yeah you are doing all the things was that the new veronica mars
2: yes okay cool. i it was fun it was just it was one line but i got to have i mean she, kristen bell is pretty awesome i mean she's she's super cool and i knew she would be but then like meeting her in person i was like oh gosh she is so cool <laughs> she sat down with all of us who were there that day like the guest cast and just had lunch with us for like over an hour we were just talking like like she was like just normal and i'm like you're kristen bell and you're amazing so that was i felt very lucky that was really cool
0: um who are not not to uh name drop but who are some of those like fun uh people that you have worked with in in, in your uh tv career
2: ah uh, let's see um um, <laughs> Liza on Demand, which you might not have heard of. It's like a—I guess it started on YouTube premiere. And Liza, the lead of the show, and it's her first name in real life. She started. She was just a total riot. Um, so she was amazing and so so much fun. Um, and I guess it's on Showtime now. The show, Liza on Demand, and. I I that was a risque. I was in my lingerie for that one. Um, funny. It was a funny, funny <laughs> one. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, let's see. Gronish oh Gronish was really great. And here's the story be- behind Gronish is you know, Fitz, Fitz Harris, yeah, his wife, Sarah Lukasiewicz she wrote the episode that i was in so um so it was her first episode because she's been writing for years now and she's been assisting to the writers and now she's one of the one of the writers and it was her first episode that she wrote um with her co-writer and uh she like threw my name on the list to have an audition and I wouldn't. I would not have gotten the audition otherwise, because at the time I didn't really have much comedy on my resume, and um, I came in. It was in person. It was one of those where I like came in, nailed it, one take, left, and I was like, yes, and um, walked back to my car, texted my agent. And I was like, I nailed it, and then um, later on, I heard from Sarah. She was like, your that your audition was so good, and then. Um, and then I that night I booked it, and it was like it was amazing. I was like, "This is crazy!" And she didn't even have a hand in like who got booked on it. Um, it was you know the producers above her, but it was so awesome to see her. And then Fitz was there the day that I was shooting, so he was on set, and it was it. I mean, it was like so full circle life, you know. Oh, that's so that so was amazing. Cool. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool. And it was a great role too. I was like, uh, it was with the lead Yara. I I don't know her last name, but she's gorgeous and amazing. And so she was fantastic to work with. Um,
1: Is there there a certain um, genre that you really love to be a part of like, oh, this is going to be a, a comedy thing, or this is going to be a, a detective thing or the scandal thing? Is there something you're like, okay, I, this is what I love to do all the time. If I could do this all the time, I would just do this.
2: My, like, uh, my dream, if you will, uh, would be to be a regular on like a, a dramedy, I guess, if, you know, like not so heavy. Like I love, my wheelhouse is drama. I can tap into emotional, you know, the emotions really easily. And I just, I love the pace of drama. I mean, I love comedy. We probably watch more comedy here at home, but like, I love it all. I love TV. I just love TV. I've always loved it. And do you
1: you also, are you drawn to a certain period or you want to be like contemporary?
2: uh, I mean, I've only done really contemporary work for TV. So um, I mean, yeah that I don't know if I had it like do you when you see period pieces you're like, oh yeah, they look like they're from the past. I don't know if I look like I'm from the past. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Sure. I don't know. Some people have the face that they're like, oh yeah, they look like they're from They y- look like they're from the twenties. Like eighteen eighty three or the twenty 20- you know what I mean? It's like I don't know if I I guess, you know, wardrobe, hair, yeah. All the stuff set would make you look like you are. But I guess contemporary, yeah um
1: now did you have to add any additional schooling classes or w- workshops to you your already
2: yeah. i'm I'm always pretty much i'm always in a class of some sort, um and so I've been i guess like you know adding to my toolbox for you know for lack of a better way of saying it, like just collecting what I learn. And taking my favorite parts of all these different teachers, um, my favorite all-time favorite, and I need to shout him out is Josh, Joshua Baton, Josh Baton. He's incredible resume. If you looked him up, um, he's a Meisner-based actor um, teacher, and he pretty much changed my life when I first got here. Like I, I was on one show, and I was like doing, I was working you know, I'm not going to say which show because, um, uh, but I was having a hard time getting to where I needed to be. And the lead actor was like, she's not listening to me. And and it was like mortifying. It was mortifying where like, he says that like everybody. And then the director finally, like we took a break. Oh God. I was like ready to crumble. And it was, it was early in my career. And, um, I come back and I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, I, I felt like I was just doing, like, I knew what I prepared and that's all I could really give because I didn't know how to do do it otherwise. Great. Um. And then, you know, I just kind of sat in it after the break and then, like, the director was like, no, we got it. We got it. That was the one. Oh, Great. And I didn't, I didn't trust it because it was such a mortifying experience. I was so, like, embarrassed that I got, like, you know, called out for not knowing what I'm doing. And then once I saw it air, I was like, no, that was really good. It was good. And that was the take he used. Like, I, could, I remembered exactly the take that they used. And I was like, no, that was great. It was good. But it was in that experience that I was like, I need to get into a class So that doesn't happen again. And finding Meisner work, like completely transformed my work. Like I'm 100%. So that kind of took me on a trajectory of like a deeper level of like, uh, uh, deeper level in everything, all aspects. But Josh Baton changed my life and he's probably the best teacher I've ever had in my life.
1: And Meisner is kind of like about drawing from yourself, a, a, method, right? a method, yeah, a method that you are bringing from you to that scenario, but you're not going out and like living it, you're kind of just bringing, let's say, uh, if you've never been uh, broken hearted, but you have to be, have to be broken hearted, you kind of still bring from you something that has broken your heart. Yeah. Um, but it's I not mean, you going like- out and breaking people's hearts
2: no no it's not like method like that. I, I mean I don't know if method is uh anyway um it, it basically like for two it was a two-year course I mean I was auditioning it was like you know once a week and stuff but you would it's you wouldn't come in we would do scripted work every couple months but most of it was creating scenarios where you would create a your aspect of the scenario and your partner would create their point of view. It's like strong point of views coming in and then just listening and responding to and creating basically a dramatic improv. And you have no idea where it's going, but you stay on exactly what you've like your point of view. Right. Um, And it can go anywhere. You know what I mean? Because they'll bring in information information that you just don't expect and then that changes everything that you you know just like in life you know you don't know what you come into a room you could expect one thing and then suddenly everything falls apart you're like this is not what I intended right and so what do you do with that so it was um I mean it's all about like putting it on the other person and listening mostly yeah. but it was all you know it but yes, you you take it from your own life. But I, I actually don't do that much anymore, taking from my own life, because it's, it's almost like the well, like once I use it, it like dries up, I guess, um, as far as like tears or like emotional levels. But now I kind of like create, I often find myself creating like a memory Like it's not real, but like I create a memory with the person that I've created. I guess I guess this lends to like more imagination at work, but that's that's something that I find. And then once I find that in the scene, that thing that I just like taps into that memory I've created, there's like a relationship there that that kind of feeds the whole scene now for most of the work that I've done. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah we, okay, we, great. <laughs> we definitely
0: did not learn that at Shenandoah.
2: No, no, definitely not. But I'm always trying to take classes. So I'm like, you know, taking, uh, you know, because I learn from a lot of different people, you know what I mean? And they all have different methods. And um, sometimes it's, you know, regurgitated from other things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've already learned this in this class. And that's kind of the same thing. But then, You find little pieces, but I'm pretty much always in class.
1: So so
2: we're talking to anyone out there right now who's listening and wants to
1: be you (laughs) or grow up to be you.
2: Yeah. Tell me
1: or tell like if there's a youngster listening who's maybe in college right now, what are three things that you could recommend to someone who wants to drive to L.A. and be 20 minutes from the beach? Uh is there a is there a uh should you have that book that you have read? Should you have this thing done? What are some just some little tips since I really only know how to tap? <laughs>
2: um well there's there's a get an agent. Of, get an agent. Of, I mean, you have to get an agent, but I, like getting an agent is hard, especially when you're starting out. I mean, it it like I was looking for an agent recently and it was even hard and I had a manager pitching me. Like, it's like anyone, I don't know, getting an agent, is hard, but yes, you'll need that. But until you get an agent, you produce your own work. Right. So, um, you know, there's, there's a really good podcast speaking of podcasts, uh, called Audrey helps actors. Oh, and and she's got this like, Audrey helps actors because they don't know anything. It's really cute. <laughs> um, it's really funny. She's wonderful. Um, and pretty much any newbie, if they just listen to every episode of Audrey Helps Actors, they're going to be so much further in the game than anyone else not listening to her. She just like, very candid about what's what really to expect what really you need to do what really you like she's just very candid and truthful and she's a friend of mine from you know when we we used to take like acting workshops together so I know her that way um that was years ago when I first moved here but she's wonderful um that I highly recommend um I definitely recommend having some sort of funding for yourself because if you're coming out here you're pretty much gonna pay for life with any odd job so somehow figuring out financially i mean that's with any place though because any big city nowadays is like so unaffordable but um i that lived is, in marina is, del rey it's...
0: for 250 dollars when i lived out in la
2: shut up yeah marina del rey
0: yeah on a boat
2: no way. Yeah, totally. That's crazy. Anyway, sorry. That's wild.
0: Ahead. Yeah. He's just bragging. No, no.
2: <laughs> I mean, I would brag about that too. Gosh, that's amazing. But yeah, that doesn't so, happen anymore.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to ask a, a few simple questions about you. Do you have a reel? Yes. So if I'm looking for you, if I want to uh, hire you uh, or your name comes up, do I look at your reel before I decide to call you in? and further the conversation is that what a reel is for sort of like step one here's my reel
2: if i'm pitching myself then yes i would send my reel um and i would send them to my website web actor websites i don't think are are a huge deal anymore because there's so many platforms in which you can showcase yourself without a website but i like having a website because it's mine and i can you know, it's it's not going to get lost in a feed, right? Um, I, if I'm pitching myself for something or if someone reaches out to me directly, not through my ma- manager or agent, then I will be like, hey, yes, you know, take a look at my work here. This is a link, um, daniellehootmer.com and check out my work. Um, if you want to move forward, Reach out to my team. Basically, that's what I would do because I want to loop them in. Um, but yes, on, on the casting side, there's different websites like Actors Access, or, which is also Breakdowns, which is all filtered through Agent Manager. So casting posts stuff, and then it goes to Agent Managers, and um, they submit on the actor's behalf four projects that we have no access to on our own. Um, and from there, my real and also like individual clips of shows, depending on, cause they don't want to see like a big heavy drama reel. If they're sending me in for let's be real, for instance, which is the show that I did with like, <laughs> it was with puppets <laughs> on a sketch show. <laughs> like they're not going to like, they're gonna, like, okay, so she cries. Great. Is she funny? You know? So um So they'll send clip appropriate stuff as well. Um, They'll just click like, here's my, here's the headshot we wanna submit and the reel and like two clips that are appropriate. And then they submit it for me. But as far as my work, yeah, I have my like website. So in case I need to self promote in a way.
0: Don't you think like the next thing is just gonna be, here's my TikTok. Um, here's, you know. Oh, it already
2: is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, yeah, and I can't keep up. I, I've never even been on TikTok, because I just can't. I can't, like, <laughs> it's just another thing. <laughs> and I should. I can't.
0: It's, it's super easy. We're on it. Um, it is super easy, and then gets super addictive to do. Um, yeah. And then you can do, you can edit it yourself with all these effects and titles. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's like a mini, like, movie studio I refuse yeah
1: now you're bringing up uh, yeah (laughs) you're bringing up the next generation in your house to maybe
2: I yeah (laughs) she's so she our daughter Lorelai
1: beautiful name name
2: thank you named after Lorelai Gilmore yes I knew it I mean, we go way back for, like, we love TV. So, I mean, it was literally, Dustin, my, like, favorite show. Oh, that's And good. I think he's seen all of them twice through. I've only seen all of them once through. He's, he, he binged it on his own. Um, and, I mean, that was, like, when TV just started getting really good. Like that was also when Sopranos were out, but I never watched Sopranos. I watched Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it was like when Buffy was out, like, like really good TV had just begun. And, you know, long before we were married, we were like on some road trip before we had, you know, handheld phones that we could internet. We were like, um, you know, Mm -hmm. on a road trip. Like if we had kids, what would we name? And Lorelai came up and we're like, yes, that's it. Like, I don't know, however many years later, we had Lorelai, and it stuck, and she's amazing. And yeah, she is an, she's a damn good actor, I have to say. She, like, but it kind of, like, it's funny because when she was a tiny toddler just, like, starting to talk, she would insist, like, any restaurant we would go to, she would insist on going to every table And meeting people, shaking hands. She would like, and everyone would be like, she's gonna be like the mayor of a town one day or president. Like the amount of people who have said she might be president one day has been crazy. So she is so confident. She'd be just like takes up space with no apology and just, you know, says, you're gonna pay attention to me right now without any like, uh, pretense or, or like drama or, or like, I don't know, uh, ego or any of that. It's just pure confidence. How old is she? She is almost nine. She'll be nine in April. Does she have a
0: podcast? Does she have an agent?
2: (laughs) She does have an agent and a manager and (laughs) she just booked her first TV show. I can't say what it is because it's going to be very high profile but she was so good like really really good i'm very proud
0: do um, you have any apprehension about it at all or
2: uh not yet because I, we're very careful like she has an instagram account but she doesn't even know i totally manage it <laughs> um she hasn't she's not on like you know social media at all yet trying to stave that off as long as possible um as far as her awareness of it like she knows she sees me on it but she's she's not interested which is great um and as far as like the industry i i don't i mean she she's she's a natural she i have to say like there's something about her there's just like that's what people like the it it's she's got it and we knew it when she was like really tiny so it's hard to not let her do it right <laughs> and I'm already doing it so it's like she sees me it's kind of like just part of her world so it's like no big deal there's no there's nothing layered to it you know what I mean she's just like this is what we do
1: yeah Lorelai is really making me feel like some of my proudest moments in uh, in summer stock maybe weren't that big of a deal now now that this nine-year-old has um booked booked it nailed it and and is texting mom like hey mama nailed it and you're like okay great um so i guess i mean it's it's
2: crazy like just being here in this town how much of a leg up she has where you know i'm like what's an agent at like 23 years old you know what i mean i'm like i don't even know i'm like oh what's a union and here she is like yeah I'm SAG-AFTRA. Yeah,
0: right. She has you to navigate that for her.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. it's like it you understand why there's such a leg up on things. It's just, you know, the opportunity is here and I'm able to bring her to the opportunities and bring and I I have the no the I'm in the no, so I understand. You know, it's not like John Casablanca's like model search, you know, it's none of that. But, you know, which still happens. You know, which feels so gross. Well, <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> I'm
1: watching the time and I see that we've been on for 48 minutes. and I know that. Steven oh, my gosh. And Ryan and I like to sort of end before an hour. But I just want to I'm just going to ask one thing and then I'm going to shut up.
0: <laughs> OK, <laughs> I want to ask one thing and shut up, too. So you go first. OK, I'll go I'm first. Listen,
1: Ryan, you, you can go. Um, OK, so. Here it is. You've done. You've gone from you know Falls Church to Shenandoah to uh, L.A. Chicago, Chicago, LA. Uh, L.A. And so tomorrow, what what three things has to happen for you tomorrow in L.A. You wake up and you do what? Nothing.
2: Well, the first thing I do is I take my daughter to school. I get her ready and take her to school, and then I do uh, a walk. By her school, my like power walk because you know that's what I do. I mean, you're in LA. Um, <laughs> I power walk with. Uh, it's actually in Marina Del Rey, Ryan. Oh, um cool. But I I put my you know earpods in and I listen to a podcast because it makes you know I you know I it's fun to listen to these and I I take it all in and I'm listening to all my peoples and. It, do my power walk. And then I come back and I, um, is this what you meant? Like do, my day? Is yeah, yeah it okay. is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, day in the life of. Okay. And then I come home, like today, I had an audition. So I had to get, you know, shower and get ready. And then I taped with a friend. And then by the time that was done, I had to go pick up Lorelei, take her to gymnastics. And then I came back and I hopped on this podcast. So just, there, there's a typical day aside from the podcast. This is my very first one. So that's exciting. But yeah, there, that's is, like what it looks like. Is often. there a fairly
1: permanent studio in your home for quick uh, 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 self-taping and stuff that's like, okay, I got to get this done. This is already set up or do you have to like rearrange the living room?
2: No. Um, when we moved uh, like three and a half years ago, we got a three bedroom place. So basically right now I'm in our, Actually during COVID, we, it, with Dustin's help, we created this little voiceover studio, which I'm in now, hopefully it sounds okay. Um, it's a little closet with like carpeted walls. Um, so there's that because I do get a, a, a lot of voiceover auditions as well for commercial and animation. And then right outside of here is my office slash studio. So one wall is painted like a gray tone blue and then I have two big umbrella lights and a ring light. And then I set up the my laptop to, you know, FaceTime with a friend to be my reader. And then I have my tripod and my phone. And yeah, it's pretty it's pretty much like clockwork now. Yeah. Back before we moved, it it I used to have to go to a tape studio and pay for the space. And it was it was a lot. So I already I was ahead of the game as far as self-taping um, because I, I was already working out of uh, Atlanta as well. I've booked a few jobs locally in Atlanta. And so that I was already doing self-tapes before COVID. So I was ahead of the game. So I wasn't like scrambling to get, to make this big change. I already kind of had it, had my system. Yeah. Which is I'm thankful for.
0: Yeah. Um, I just want to embarrass you for a moment. About what? Um, This is
1: not an embarrassing moment podcast.
0: Dude,
2: I, <laughs> I know I, it's going to be.
0: I always remember this moment, and you do too. This was one of, when I think of college, many memories this come up. This is it, I
2: know. I know. This is
0: one of them. So to paint the picture, listener, we, this, God rest her soul, she's <laughs> passed away, but Dr. Ogg was one of our teachers. Oh,
2: um.
0: And what was the class? It was like sight singing or oral skill. Oral skills. Oh gosh. And yeah. something that was totally um, useless. Not in my to wheelhouse. Us. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it wasn't totally useless, but I will bring up this tidbit. Uh, I was taught by my, um, I, rest in peace, our Dr. Og, and I know a lot of people love her. I'm not slighting her, but this always makes me laugh. Um, I remember her in class saying one day, you don't sing Billy, you sing Billy. And I was like, you sing Billy? That's not true. That's um, not his name. If you're an opera singer, perhaps. Um, Billy. 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 Uh, and, and, you know, of course, then going on to do theater in this D.C. area, um, one of the my first uh, leading roles. I played a character named Billy and one of the first things sung <laughs> in the show was my name. And it was sung by Flo Lacey, who is the longest running Evita ever. Um, wow. And guess how she sang it? Billy. Yeah. With the E anyway. <laughs> and like, and mm-hmm. every night I heard it, I thought of Dr. Ogg. And then I would think of you. I don't know what we were oh, doing. It was so long ago, but you and I were laughing about something. And I think mm-hmm. it was probably my fault. Um, I don't know. You I, a was,
2: I was very disruptive. I remember being very disruptive in a lot of classes
0: in yeah, college. I, <laughs> I, I probably acted out a lot, too. Um, but I don't know what we were doing. I was probably making fun of <laughs> something, which I was apt to do because I was looking for, you know... Some kind yeah. of don't look at me, look at everyone else. That's what's, you know, deflecting, some kind of yeah. mechanism. But, uh, you got in trouble. <laughs> and you you said out loud, "Me, me." I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. And then turned very <laughs> angelically and left the class. But there are windows outside, and I could see as you, as soon as you shut the door, you throwing your head back and laughing hysterically. Oh, God.
2: Oh, God. It was so disruptive. I, don't
0: know. <laughs> I couldn't leave, and I wanted to because I was dying. Oh, yeah, God. She, this... kicked,
2: she kicked me out of class.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I was like, what? Me? <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> like what i'm oh, gosh i apologize to all the faculty that i was very disruptive was in high school mean, also was i serious. was, was I it wasn't really you was. it was
0: me i'm no saying.
2: i w- i was too i was definitely
0: you and i, I together could be trouble at times we
2: were trouble yeah we were we yeah. were but that i mean was- do you remember do you, like in this those were the s's those that yeah. was that was at the s like- and one day, I remember I brought in a bunch of eggs because, you know, on the, like, the solstice, you can stand up an egg at four, I don't know, like four o'clock in the afternoon and it'll stand up. And I was like, I brought in a, a carton and I disrupt, I think it was uh, Mac Bosman's class. And I was like, no, 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 we got to do this. <laughs> we stood up eggs in the back of the class. And he was like, guys, sit down. I was like, but you have to see this. And it had nothing. I was so disruptive. I don't know. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I love. But it that was you pretty. It was really cool.
0: <laughs> I had no. I I I don't recall that. I don't know if I was so there. So funny. But but know. that sounds right.
2: Yeah, that's something I would do. It would, ugh, gosh, I'm a much better student now.
0: Oh, we all are. <laughs> we, we all. You know, but I, like you said about not knowing about the union, not knowing about managers, like where was that class? Maybe if I I had to take that in the S's instead of boo.
2: That would have have been more engaging and like more applicable to like what we're gonna do later in life.
0: The business of the business. Right. Taxes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, totally. I wouldn't have paid attention.
0: Who are we (laughs) kidding? I would not have paid attention. I would I would have gotten kicked out of that class.
2: <laughs> I was actually on that really early on. Like I was like, oh, the receipts, all this stuff. And I almost started teaching a class on like how to be a business actor, and but then I, I got a job doing that stuff anyway. <laughs> but um, I have to say, is Matt Connor your um, lullaby piano uh, album? Do you remember we bought that? Like, uh, uh, I don't know how long it's been. You're. Do, do you know what I'm talking? I mean, obviously,
0: yes, he is uh, enjoying the moment. But go ahead. No, no, <laughs> okay.
1: no, no. I'm totally. I
2: don't want to embarrass myself. I. You bought like a hard copy of it. Uh yes. I mean, this was a while ago, but we bought it for Lorelai. And it, I mean, your lullaby album with all piano that you composed right it was all it was all your work she (laughs) literally listens to it every single night still i think maybe a handful of times she hasn't listened and it was probably because it was like she fell asleep on the couch oh that's that's it like literally she has to have her music and it's your music every single night to go to bed still to this day this is nine years in the making um
0: you can find it on counting. iTunes and so, Spotify.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's so beautiful. So I had to make sure I told you that. Well, you, and, know, um, you, you know, Shout out to that, you because it's
1: wonderful. That's so sweet. You know how that started um, because when we were doing a show, there was a girlfriend of ours that was pregnant and she was kind of showing off some wonderful gifts that she had gotten in the shower. And I said to her, I said, Oh my God. Well, with all those amazing things that you're getting, what in the world would I ever get you? Like, like literally it was like all this amazing. So I decided to write her a lullaby and oh, I would say amazing. about half of that album are lullabies written for children that have their own lullaby here in America.
2: That's incredible.
1: Yeah. I used to get, oh, I, I used that. to have like little commissions for lullabies and stuff, but that's so sweet.
2: It's it like, we love it. So
0: We've been in the you're, process you're of- You're
2: t- in our home every night.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. We've been in the process of taking some of Matt's um, instrumental albums, like his holiday albums and whatever, uh, and putting uh, video and things to it. So it's like a, a visual album. On YouTube, right? On YouTube. On oh, our YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, And the lullaby is next. The lullaby is next. That's coming soon.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I love it.
1: Well, thank you for sharing with that. That's so cool. Those are the those are the things when it, you're an artist that really ma- yeah. mean so much more than maybe my performance as the fiddler in uh, Fiddler on the Roof.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, I I just love when the worlds you know like collide, circle back and collide and like. You know, like when we're all still, you know, we all have our roots and they, you know.
1: Do you still have any roots, speaking of roots, uh, still here in the Falls Church area?
2: Not Falls Church, but my my dad's stepmom, they live in Oakton, Virginia. Yeah. And then, but my mom, where I grew up in Falls Church, she moved a long time ago to, first to Arlington, and now she lives in North Carolina with my stepdad. So, um. Yeah. Northern Virginia. I mean, I don't get to my dad's house very often because when we see them, we are usually in New York. So it's usually New York or North Carolina not Virginia that much, unfortunately. Well, if you're ever
0: here, pass through.
2: I know. Totally. And like, I keep meaning, like, it's just been years since I've been to Virginia. It's crazy. Yeah. And tell Deidre if she wants to
1: call in from France. We'll we'll have an episode with her. And I mean this, we are going to... Stephen's going to get on the horn with uh, Dustin and we are going to have a one... We're going to really talk about the creativity that he is doing because that is the now.
2: And guys, he started a podcast before podcasts were even a thing. Like when we were in Chicago, it was called uh, Theater in Chicago was the podcast. And he was doing interviews with people back when there was like, you know, three podcasts on the air. And I don't even, like he was just so ahead of the game, but he's not on socials at all. Like he's anti-social media. Awesome, he's great. I miss him. It's completely anti. So um, he does get lost on like YouTube videos at night for like cooking shows and stuff, like America's Test Kitchen. But that's not really, it's like TV more than.
0: Yeah, right. Well please, please pass on my email to him then.
2: I will. I will for sure. And my sister for sure. And guys, this was so thank you for reaching out. I I'm honored and flattered. And it's just so nice to, you know, catch up with you guys and hear from you. And, um, you know, life is just so busy. So it's just nice when we get a chance to just stop and catch up you and know? make a so, moment. Thank you. Yeah. This has been so wonderful
0: where where can people so people can find you at danielle correct
2: correct and it's h-o-e-t-m-e-r but yeah hootmer.
0: And, and you are on the social medias people can follow you where
2: at danielle hootmer uh, official that's okay. my ig my instagram that's the only i'm not on twitter i mean i am probably but like i don't i don't go on and I, right. and I barely go on Facebook anymore because it was too addictive and I was like enough yeah. so um, but yeah Danielle Hootmer official on Instagram daniellehootmer.com and that's that's about all she wrote yeah. and soon Danielle
0: Hootmer on TikTok <laughs> I'm predicting it ah!
2: <laughs> you have to
0: learn something new um, I do
2: I do I don't want to <laughs> wonderful to hear your voice Danielle yeah. It was so great to catch up with you guys. It's was, it was awesome. Awesome. Yes,
0: much love from the East to the West.
2: To the East, to the West. <laughs> love it.
0: All right. Well, have a great evening send our love to Dustin and Laura. I will. And I'll, Thank you. We will talk to you soon.
2: All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks so much, Danielle, for spending time with us. So great to catch up. Um, it's it's so weird to think so much time has passed and yet like none has. Um, but uh, it's it was awesome getting to to kind of just hear what everybody's doing. I I, I keep saying that, but it really is a blessing and a, a really um, wonderful exercise to kind of just you know what I mean. Am I am I speaking? No, absolutely. And I hope everyone else that is listening enjoyed listening
1: to Danielle's story. We uh, send you much love and everyone else
0: out there much love to you. And we hope that you enjoy this podcast. And uh, this is not the only aspect of this season. Of course, I keep plugging this, but I'll keep doing it. Discord, check out the discord board. There's stuff there that is nowhere else. Uh, Photos from college. I promise nothing incriminating, just fun stuff. Uh, videos, different things. There's a lot of interaction happening over there, so please check out the Discord board. It's in the description of this podcast. Also, the Spotify playlist is so much fun. Keep adding songs to it so we can all collectively have our mixtape that link is in the description as well. If you want to know more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. You can follow us on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram under Connor and Smith. And uh, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out a lot. Share it where you share things. Post it where you post things. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going to have two more amazing guests for you next week. We hope you've been enjoying this, and until next time, be well. Good night, everyone. Good night.